Hey, everybody. Welcome to Detox Podcast. I'm Denise Walker, your host, and here is a new episode. This one's called Raw, and I am so excited to be sitting here back at the microphone talking to you. Uh, it's been a while since I've been able to do this. Uh, last handful were pre-recorded, so it's been it's been a while since I've actually sat down and talked, and this is uh, being recorded only two days before it releases, so uh, it feels good. And I'm glad that I'm here doing this. I love doing this, and I love that you listen. Uh, Big announcements. One is that Whisper and Roar, the workshop, I'm sure you heard me talk about this in earlier episodes, and I did dive into how it fell through that time in Seattle. So I'm actually doing the workshop this time with Linda, or uh, her kundalini name is Teg Diankar. And it's going to be in San Carlos, California, which is right between San Francisco and San Jose, a place I never heard of until now. Um, but that is really close to where uh, Teg Dian teaches. It's going to be at the studio that she teaches at. And I am so excited to fly down there and be with her in her element and in her zone. And this needs to be born. And I'm so excited because it is such a labor of love between the two of us. And it's such a child of sobriety and the hip sobriety program that we went through together. And it wouldn't have come together. Like these poems wouldn't exist if not for my recovery, her Kundalini practice and her Kundalini teaching would not have come if not for her journey through sobriety as well. And all the themes that came together through hip sobriety school. It's going to be amazing. I'm so excited. I cannot wait to deliver it. And hopefully you'll be there. The tickets are available on Eventbrite if you live in the San Francisco Bay Area or if you'd like to commute. Uh, Now, until January 11th, they're discounted $10 to $50 instead of $60. So uh, hop on that. I hope to see you there. And The second announcement is that Pick Your Poison Volume 2 is going to be released on April 20th, and I'm going to have an awesome launch party. You are all invited. I um, am still trying to find a venue, but I've contacted one that looks amazing, and hopefully it'll work out. Uh, And I hope to see you guys there at that, too. Uh, So yeah, there's two ways you can support me. You can go to Apple And if you listen to this on iTunes, Apple Podcasts, you can give me a rating. That really helps me out. And secondly, if you want to monetarily support me, you can go to my Instagram page at DeniseJWA. Click on the link and there is a little uh, other link that says buy me a coffee. And that is a way you can support me if you feel so inclined. Uh, So here we go. This is raw. When did everything get so bright? The office computers, the fluorescent lights. My eyes are red and leaking. Even the sun, warm as it is, is searing. When did everything get so sharp? My clothes, my thoughts. My skin is rough and bleeding. Even the air, as fresh as it is, is tearing me. When did everything get so alarming? My decisions, my emotions... My heart is raw and aching. Even the day, as new as it is, is daunting. Everything, all at once, the nothing, nothing at all. One moment, a whirling vortex, and the next, the deepest void. 
Maybe if I close my eyes and reach out for something, anything, I'll manage in the whirlwind of it all to make it stop. This poem, Raw, is a window into one of my favorite topics in recovery, which is post-acute withdrawal syndrome, or PAWS. And I don't think it gets enough attention. We're all familiar with withdrawal, right? You have your acute withdrawal, which occurs within the first one to two weeks after stopping a substance. You have your classic night sweats, high anxiety, craving, headache, nausea, difficulty concentrating, you know, the whole gambit. However, post-acute withdrawal occurs when that is over, and it can last from three months up to two years. So technically, I'm actually still within that window right now. Um, I hit two years in April. So what post-acute withdrawal syndrome is, is when you have removed a chemical substance that you have been using for a long time. You have been using it consistently and your body knows it. And what that chemical has done is it has taken over what your brain previously did. It is in charge of the releasing of dopamine, serotonin, endorphins. It's in charge of mood. It's in charge of when you sleep. It's in charge of everything. So when you take that away, your brain doesn't know what to do. It has relied on this chemical to help it for so long that now without it, it doesn't remember what it's supposed to do. So what you get is you get sudden mood swings, you get irritability. It's a lot to do with mood, anxiety, fear, um, really high highs, really low lows, and it's very cyclical and it is sudden. It's really hard to predict and it's can be really, really difficult to deal with. You, yourself, your loved ones, um, it can be a common misconception that, you know, once you quit the substance, like, everything will be peaches and gravy after that. I don't know what peaches and gravy is. Is that even a saying? I don't know. But, um, you know, there's supposed to be this, like, night and day, like, all of a sudden, my husband's not an alcoholic anymore. No, there is going to be a period of time that it's going to be trying and oh, great patience is what it takes. So in this poem, I describe a lot of physical responses. So what is being controlled is the sympathetic versus parasympathetic nervous systems. So if you're unfamiliar with what those do, the uh, sympathetic nervous system is in charge of your fight or flight response. It's when you are in perceived danger and your body reacts to prepare you to either fight or run away. So things that happen are that your blood pressure um, is affected, your heart rate increases, your respiration rate increases, your sensitivity your um, your digestion slows down. You your pupils dilate to let in more light. Your body is being primed for stress, and so 
addiction does that. You, when you put the chemical into your body, it feeds into that system and it controls that. And prolonged chronic addiction also kind of, it, what happens is kind of like a switch gets stuck permanently in the on position of stress response. And it's really hard to come down. And the only thing that switches it off is the chemical substance, alcohol. So when you put alcohol in your body, you go from like this stuck, high, heightened mode, and it just drops you right down. There's no in-between. There's no nice, easy transition. That's one of the major reasons why alcohol addiction sticks because you need it to turn the switch off. So when you are in withdrawal and when you're getting into post-acute withdrawal, that stress response is stuck on still and you don't have something to turn it off. Some, not anything as potent as a chemical substance anymore. So, as I'm describing here, I wrote this at work one day because I came to work and I felt like my skin was on fire. And, like, I, I was outside. It was really nice outside. Fresh air, beautiful, bright, sunny day. But because of my heightened stance that I had in my body, I felt it. Like, I felt like a vampire in the daylight, you know? I was inside and, like, I had to turn the brightness on my computers all the way down, the fluorescent lights above. It seemed like they were just, like, burning my retinas. Sorry, I just paused there right there because my boyfriend came home and wanted to say hi. Um, yeah, so even my clothing at work, it felt like it was made of sandpaper. My whole, my, my skin just, like, could feel it rubbing and chafing, even though it wasn't. I was just in this heightened state. It was really uncomfortable. And therefore, it made it incredibly hard to focus at work. And, you know, it's dangerous to be in these heightened states for long periods of time. It exhausts our body. It exhausts our nervous system. It exhausts our other body systems. Uh, we get a decreased immune system. Uh, we we just tire ourselves out, and it's not good in the long run. That's why addiction is so bad. Obviously not the only reason, but one of the reasons why staying in active addiction is really terrible for our physical bodies. And I'll get more into the actual physical active addiction uh, next episode. But this... This isn't good. And so we have to find new ways to turn the switch off. And we don't have alcohol to do it anymore. And we don't necessarily want to replace it with another substance. We want to be able to do it on our own. That's the whole point of sobriety, in my opinion, is that we want to be in total control of what our body is doing, what our minds are doing, and... This is where the work really, really can begin and you can take control. So as cliche as it sounds, meditation is an incredible tool 
for when you're going through this. I highly recommend it. Uh, And meditation doesn't have to be this intense thing. It's not as uh, daunting as perhaps one might think. It's not, you don't have to meditate for like 30 minutes a day. People say that you don't, they're, they're unable to clear their mind. Well, that's what meditation is. It's constantly, as soon as your mind travels, bringing it back to center. It's, that's the practice of it. And the, the benefit happens as you continuously practice bringing it back to center, bringing it back to center, bringing it back to center. That's meditation. So anybody can do this. And it's all about stopping the stress response. That is what meditation does. You use your breath to slow down your systems, right? Because I said with a uh, sympathetic nervous system, your respiration rate is heightened. And when your respiration rate is heightened, the rest follows. Everything is connected in your body. So if you can control one aspect, the rest will follow. So I want you to do this with me right now. If you are not in your car and you're not walking on the sidewalk with your headphones in, if you're at home, if you are able to close your eyes, great. If not, that's okay. So if you can, close your eyes. I want you to breathe in through your nose and imagine the air Witness the air travel all the way through your nose, down your throat, down your torso, and into your stomach. We're going to do that for the count of eight. So breathe in. And when it's down in your belly, you're going to hold it there for eight seconds. Three, four, five, six seven, eight, and witness it as you exhale for eight. Now you just slowed down for 16 seconds, more than 16 seconds. Apparently math is not my strong suit. (laughs) Do you feel different? Do you feel more relaxed? Just that little tiny moment where you witnessed yourself, slowed it right down. If you find yourself, if you are suffering from pause right now, you're going through that experience, just these little moments, and you don't have to stop there, right? You can just keep inhaling, holding, exhaling, inhaling, holding, exhaling. That will physically stop the stress response. It's so powerful, and it's so easy. You don't have to do this fancy this fancy stuff. So, uh, I think that's all I have to say about that right now. Pause sucks. It's really, really difficult. It can be, I think the best part is just educating and learning. And if you can tell your loved ones, if you can give them some literature, there's a really great article um, on psychology today. And it's called Detoxing After Detox. And uh, you, if you are having trouble uh, explaining it to your family members, which I totally understand because uh, when I was in active addiction, 
I wasn't able to express myself properly. I had all these emotions, and as soon as I started to try to articulate them, it was like my mind blanked. And I couldn't get the words out right, and I just ended up, like, making a fool of myself and never never winning, never getting anywhere with that. And so it took a while after, after quitting alcohol, after stopping alcohol, sorry. Wow, that slips in there so easily. Uh, so stopping alcohol to learn how to articulate properly. And it's really difficult when you're in this heightened state all the time where everything is a reaction and it just comes out of nowhere. And there's hardly anything you can do to control that or stop it. You just have to react to the reaction and just keep trying to um, navigate that without exploding all over yourself and all over everybody else. So if you're having trouble telling your family members in a calm, articulate way, just maybe perhaps give them this article. Psychology Today, Detoxing After Detox. There's tons of literature on the internet if you just look for it um, on this subject. Here's Ra. When did everything get so bright? The office computers, the fluorescent lights, my eyes are red and leaking. Even the sun, warm as it is, is searing. When did everything get so sharp? My clothes, my thoughts, my skin is rough and bleeding. Even the air, as fresh as it is, is tearing me. When did everything get so alarming? My decisions, my emotions, my heart is raw and aching. Even the day, as new as it is, is daunting. Everything, all at once, then nothing, nothing at all. One moment, a whirling vortex, and the next, the deepest void. Maybe, if I close my eyes and reach out for something, anything, I'll manage in the whirlwind of it all to make it stop. Have a great week. See you guys next time.